Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, January 7th. This is Andrew Bean with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Life. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. The hotly contested Oregon gubernatorial race is heating up as two Democratic primary candidates dominated headlines Thursday. House Speaker Tina Kotek, the North Portland Democrat who's led the House chamber longer than any Oregonian in history, said she'd step down before the February short session to focus on her campaign. She's also resigning from the legislature. Her last day is January 21st. Nick Kristoff, one of the other main Democratic challengers, also learned Thursday he will have to appeal if he wants to make the ballot in the first place. Kristoff is a former New York Times columnist and a longtime journalist from Yamhill, Oregon. Secretary of State Shamia Fagan, another top Democrat, said Kristoff is not eligible to be a candidate because he hasn't lived in Oregon the requisite three years before the November 2022 election. State elections officials noted that Kristoff voted in New York State as recently as December 2020 and had kept his East Coast driver's license through the same period. He also paid income taxes in New York well past the November 2019 three-year cutoff before the 2022 election. Kristoff vowed to fight the decision in court and predicted he would win. He called the decision, quote, troubling and said it was politically motivated. Kristoff leads all Democratic candidates in fundraising with $2.5 million. Another day, another jaw-dropping record number of COVID cases in Oregon. The state reported 7,615 COVID cases Thursday, the fourth consecutive record day. Hospitals for the first time also reported the biggest single-day uptick in weeks, with 588 people in care who tested positive. That's a 12% spike in one day. The state also reported nine COVID-related deaths. Oregon is now averaging more than 4,000 cases per day over the past week, nearly double the previous high from the Delta wave, and a 162% increase since last Thursday. Infections, fueled by the highly contagious but less virulent Omicron variant, started spreading exponentially after Christmas. Even so, Oregon has posted some of the lowest case rates nationally during the Omicron surge. The test positivity rate as of Thursday hit 23.3%, meaning nearly one in four tests was identified as an infection. County health officers from Clackamas, Washington, and Multnomah counties announced their pivoting efforts away from contact tracing, even more so than they already have. Instead, officials said they would focus on rolling out more vaccinations and booster shots to the public and helping people find COVID-19 tests. They also said they'd devote time to answering the many hundreds of phone calls that are flooding their offices daily. Portland has revised its homicide total from 2021 to include at least 92 homicides, far surpassing the most violent year on record in the Rose City. The previous record was 70 homicides back in 1987. More than three-quarters of those victims died by gunshots, according to an analysis by the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Many of the deaths occurred in December, including 19-year-old Keon Howard, who was shot and killed December 4th in North Portland. More than half of those killed were people of color in 2021, including Howard. Black people far outnumbered all other victims of color in homicides last year. The intense pace of shootings continued through the end of the year, with five people killed by gunfire in Portland in less than a week at the end of December. During the first weekend of the new year, three more people were shot and killed in the city. 
Portland firefighters are in hot water this week after the city's auditor issued a report finding the emergency responders widely used fire stations as a personal car wash. The city watchdog said they investigated the issue after receiving a tip through the city's fraud hotline. Their report determined firefighters violated rules against the personal use of city resources after receiving permission to do so from their superior officers. Fire officials later confirmed that the practice is, quote, entrenched and broadly accepted throughout the bureau. The auditor said it's an improper use of city resources and noted that regular Portlanders would be unlikely to be allowed to wash their own cars at fire stations. Portlanders saw water rates jump 7.8% last year. Rising utility bills mean the average Portland household pays nearly $200 more per year for water and sewage than it did three years ago. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.